everybody, and welcome to the Mini Break by Cracked Rackets, your daily podcast for the biggest storylines, results, and controversies from the tennis world. Uh, you know, excited to be with you here today on February 6th. It's a phenomenal Saturday, and we are looking forward to the Australian Open. Uh, before we hop into it, have to thank our friends at Midwest Sports. They are the reason that we are able to host this podcast every single day. If you need anything, any tennis gear, rackets, you name it, head over to MidwestSports.com. They're a phenomenal group of people, and they will get you what you need. So let's go ahead and hop into it. It has been far too long since we've had this pairing on the podcast. You used to listen to us um, every Wednesday, of course, but again, it's been far too long. So I am very, very excited to welcome in my guy for today's podcast, Matt Stokoyak. Matt, how is it going, my man? Jamie, I mean, uh, Gilles Simone, it has been, it's been going well, man. I've just, uh, I've been in the college mode. Gruskin and I have been, uh, you know, whipping out some, some college pods here recently, but stoked for the Aussie Open, man. Um, it's been a while since we've gotten to talk about some, you know, pro tennis and uh, I think it's going to be a good one. Weather's supposed to be pretty good. It's not going to be overly hot. Uh, at least that's what the forecast looks like now. So I think the conditions should be ideal and we should have some fantastic tennis. So it's going to be fun, man. Yeah, look, at this point, the fact that we're able to have a major, um, it, it, we're very grateful for that at all. Yeah. Um, and the fact that we can even talk about this, sure, there's been tons of drama and, and with the quarantine and potential exposures and cases, it, it's been absolute mayhem. But, you know, at the end of the day, we're here to talk tennis. And, and so, like I said, incredibly grateful that we even get to do that. Um, you mentioned the college tennis front. That is where our man Alex Gruskin is busy as a bee right now down in Stillwater, um, working on the ITA indoors uh, for the women at the moment. So Matt and I are hot in but let's go ahead and get into it and let's preview this men's draw um, for those of you listeners who know how we like to preview the draws now we're going to break this down in a similar fashion so we're going to go quarter by quarter uh, it's an easy way for us to break this uh, break this sort of thing up and here's what we're going to do there's a few questions for every single quarter that we're going to we're going to ask and we're going to talk about we're going to say all right who are the seeds who are on upset alert what are our favorite first round matches? Try and give you a sneak peek and, and maybe where you should watch and the uh, overwhelming amount of matches that there are on the first couple of days. Um, and then finally, how this quarter breaks out, who advances, what it looks like, that sort of thing. So we're going to hit those three major points on each of these, and we're just going to move down the draw from top to bottom. So let's get it started. Let's start with the number one seed, Djokovic. It's the Djokovic quarter. So let's talk about the seeds on upset alert. You know, I, I've got some of these listed here. This is where we get into the conversation of, okay, what counts as an upset, right? Is a 30 or a 29 seed really an upset? Perhaps it might be worth a conversation. But, you know, Maddie, in this, in this quarter, did you see any major seeds that you see on upset alert? Yeah, it's a good question, Jamie. And I mean, really, when I look at this quarter, this is a pretty straightforward quarter of the draw. I mean, I think Novak, when this thing came out, he's looking at this going, okay, I'm right where I want to be within this quarter. Um, there are a couple, I mean, really in terms of the first round, I think the seeds are probably going to be okay. The one match that I do have circled, Gael Monfils, who comes in at the number 10 seed, has a, an interesting first round with Emil Roussevori, who's a really good up-and-coming player. We've seen him here now over the last, you know, I guess ever since we picked up after COVID, so over the last six months or so, and he's been, you know, on the rise. Um, I still think Monfils gets through 
In terms of second-round matches, though, I could see a guy like Taylor Fritz, who does come in at the number 27 seed. I think he could match up with Riley Opelka, and that, to me, is upset alert absolutely on these fast courts down under. Um, I think that could be potential for an early upset. But in terms of everybody else, I mean, I think it looks pretty straightforward. I like Zverev's draw. He's at the bottom of this quarter. I don't see upset alert for him early. Novak, obviously, I don't see upset alert. Maybe a guy like Dusan, the Deuce Lojevic, um, in the second round could play Bublik. Uh, that's, you know, always a tricky matchup. So I think we could maybe see some second round upsets here for the seeds, but probably not in the first. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. You know, I, I did circle Fritz potentially for the first round. I, I don't think he will lose this match, but it, it really just is a it's a Taylor Fritz question. It has nothing to do with his opponent. It's how good is he going to look coming out? Because he does play Ramos Vinolas. And look, that's not a standout player, especially compared to Taylor Fritz, but he'll make a lot of balls. And so if Taylor Fritz is off and has a horrible day, that's not an easy round one. But then round two is where it gets really dicey for him with the potential uh, Opelka matchup. The other sort of round two clash that I that I really circled as a potential upset and I hate to do this because I love this guy but Stan Wawrinka uh, he would potentially have to match up against Fucevic in the second round and and we've seen Fucevic tear up some people's draws with random upsets so he's a very dangerous lurker in this part of the draw and I think he could potentially um, you know get and mess up Stan Wawrinka but other than that like you said pretty straightforward section. Yeah, it is. And, and I like that call, Jamie. I really do. I think Fuksevich is a tough, tough opponent. I, I like the form that Stan has been in recently. So I'm, st I'm going to favor him if we do get that matchup, but it's one to keep an eye on for sure. Other than that, Again, I look at this from Novak's perspective, right? And he has mm -hmm. got to be happy. I think it's a very straightforward quarter of the draw. I think we're going to see some seeds move through. And, and I think if Novak continues to, you know, the, to play the way that he's been playing, he'll probably come out of this. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I think those are the potential seeds we have on Upset Alert. Let's move real quick to talk about who we like to see in the first round, those favorite matches. Um, you know, out of this one, there's only a couple I really – wanted to talk about you mentioned one right off the bat Monfils taking on Rusevori I think that one has the potential to to be at least a fun match to watch the other one for me and, and this is just because I expect it to be a total grind is the John Millman against Mute match um, you know both of these guys can can make matches marathons um, and so I think there's going to be some incredibly long points some really really I don't know grueling points <laughs> and really deep parts of this match so I think that one could be a lot of fun that one's got five set potential written all over it to me do you have any that you're watching out for first round? Yeah, so I'll throw one more at you here, Jamie, in just a second. But I, I like that call as well, right? The first round of slams, we always get those five-set, like, four-hour battles. And the Millman-Mutet match, I mean, that could absolutely be one of those. So I agree. I mean, if you're just a fan of tennis in general, you want to see a four- or five-hour battle, that's going to be one to watch. Guys just grinding away, 30-ball rallies every time. The other one that I had starred, and again, I'm always biased here towards Americans. We all are, right? But how about Marcos Giron against Alex Verev in the first round, right? I mean, I don't, I'm not calling upset alert here, but it's one that I want to watch just because, again, Jerome has been on the rise. I mean, he's playing better tennis. And obviously, when you draw a guy like Zverev, who's one of the top seeds in the tournament, just an interesting match that I'll keep my eye on. But those other ones that you mentioned, I had those start as well. So those would be the main ones. 
Yeah, no, no, I, I'm totally with you. So you mentioned Zverev there. You expect him to move through sort of the bottom half of this quarter. So let, let's go ahead and play it out. Do you have this one, Djokovic advancing, beating Zverev, who coming out the bottom, or, or how do you have this one shaken out? I do. I do. Okay. That's how I have it. I just, I think it's pretty straightforward here again. You know, a guy like Stan Wawrinka, right? I mean, Grand Slam champion three times over. I mean, it's always a problem. A guy like Gael Monfils, who's a veteran, been around. I mean, you never know what you're going to get with him when he's playing well. He can beat anybody. But the way that I see this now, and, and at least recently here with the tennis we've been been able to watch, I really like Novak and and Zverev. I've been pretty impressed with as well. I think these guys will make it through, uh, but I'm going to pick Novak. No way I'm picking against him here, not down under in Australia and not with this type of a draw. I'm with you. I think he's going to get real comfortable in this section of the draw. And unless something crazy happens like it did at the U.S. Open, um, you know, I, he, he really just has to be the favorite. So let's move on to the next quarter. This is where Dominic team resides. Um, and, you know, to me, I'm just going to preface this. I think this is the most interesting quarter in this entire draw. I mean, the names that we're about to talk about and go through just ridiculous, all being stuffed into one quarter of the draw. So I guess I'll open it up with this. What are your initial thoughts on this section? Yeah, this is a fantastic section. This one and then, you know, the last quarter that we're going to talk about, which is Rafa Nadal's quarter, mm -hmm. I really like a lot. But yeah, there is a ton of first round matchups here. We have seeds that I think are going to be on upset alert. I really don't know who's going to come out of this one. I mean, I've got my pick, so we'll get to that in just a little bit here. Yeah. Um, but I mean, we've got young guys, we've got veterans, we have interesting matchups, we have guys like Nick Kyrgios in this quarter, you never know what he's going to do. Um, Dominic Team, obviously, yeah, this is a very, very fun quarter of the draw. Um, could be the best one out of all four. Yeah, no, I'm with you. So let's hop into it because to me, I, I have a, I have quite a few seeds um, on my upset potential list here. So let's go ahead and get into them. For me, uh, you know, right off the bat, I think Dominic Team has a little bit to worry about. And now I'm not saying I expect him to go out round one, but we've seen Dominic Team have some shaky starts to majors. I don't know if you saw him in the ATP Cup, but he did not look that good. Berrettini handled him with ease. I, I mean. I, I'm a little bit worried because, you know, he could have somebody, you know, even if he gets through the first couple of rounds for him to hold all the way through this quarter. I mean, he'd have to get somebody get through somebody like a Kyrgios in the third round. And it's just a really tough path for him. So he's on my list. Uh, Umber, who's not a crazy high seed, but he's got Kyrgios in round two. That's really tough. Shapovalov taking on Yannick Sinner in round one. Karina Busta, the 15th seed, has to deal with Nishikori. Now, is this an informed Nishikori? Probably not. Um, but that's sort of my list. I have one other one, but I'll save it. I'll let you get some breath in. Is there anyone else I missed? Well, how about Grigor Dimitrov, right? When you play Marin Chilich, a guy that's won a Grand Slam, I mean, that's always got to be upset alert. And again, Chilich isn't the same guy. You know, he's yeah. a bit of a shell of himself. We all know that. But again, if you're Grigor, man, you have to be on high alert going into that match because Chilich, I mean, if he does happen to play one of his, you know, if he's playing his best tennis, Grigor is going to have to match that. So I would include him as well as a guy on early upset alert just because of the pedigree of Marin Cilic. Um, It's a new year. Last year didn't go great for him, but yeah. who knows? If he comes out bombs away, that, that could be a tough match. So, yeah, those are some of the ones that I'm looking at. A guy like Benoit Pair, who is yeah. seated number 20, what, 25, 25. 26? Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's just always on upset alert, right? Because he could tank the match and just go yeah. down, you know, no matter what. And obviously a guy like Garrisimov in the first round, 
I would like to think that just off talent alone, Benoit can get through that. But who knows, man? I mean, your guess is as good as mine, which Benoit pair is going to show up. So, I mean, he's got to be on high alert. But, yeah, those are the ones that you mentioned. Um, I would say for me, Kareno Busta playing Nishikori. Obviously, Shapovalov against Yannick Sinner. Ugo Umber, if he has to play uh, Kyrgios in that second round, those for sure are all upset alerts, I think. Yeah, no, I'm glad you mentioned Benoit Pair because that was the one that I left out. And, and I left it out for this reason. You know, he's the 25 seed. And, you know, looking at it, if you were just looking at the draw on paper, you'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, you'd expect the seed to move through. If you go on Bovada right now, he is a huge underdog. He's at like plus 375 right now. It's outrageous. Like they, they give him absolutely no respect. Um, and, you know, I get it. Believe me, there, there were tournaments that toward the end of 2020 where he was the one seed and he was still the underdog. So like, right. I, I believe me, I understand why. It's just hilarious to me to see a seed in the first round that big of an underdog. So we'll see what happens with Benoit Pair. Um, I don't know. Honestly, nobody ever knows. I think Benoit Pair is one of those guys who is always on upset alert, no matter who is against him in the draw. It just simply doesn't matter because on any day, you don't know which Benoit Pair you're going to get. So um, totally with you there. Let's move on to the favorite first round matches. And, and I assume we're going to have quite a bit of crossover with the upsets that we just talked about. Um, because for me, I think starting right off the gate, right out of the gate, Shapovalov and center is, is the must watch match, the first round match out of this section for me. That might be the must first, uh, the the must watch first round match in the entire draw, right? Yeah. Not just this section, the entire draw itself. Um, I am so excited to watch that match. I mean, Sinner's been playing very well recently, Jamie. But what I'm worried about is that he's almost been playing a little bit too much tennis. I mean, he has been out there grinding this entire week. I think he's playing another match, maybe tonight. He has one more um, in the final. I mean, he's played a lot of tennis, so I'm just. I'm worried if there's a bit of a fatigue factor there. Obviously, he's young. He should be able to recover. But if anything, I'm just a little bit nervous that he may be a little bit tired. But, you know, that's obviously the big one. And then, again, we've mentioned these matches, you know, previously. But how about Kaini Shikori and Pablo Carreno Busta? I mean, as a first-round matchup, that's awesome. That could clearly be third-round, fourth-round type of a matchup at this stage. Um, and again, the other one that I have, I have starred is just Grigor Dimitrov and Marin Cilic, just on pedigree alone. Those are two guys that have so much talent. Um, I hope we get to see a really good match there. I'm going to pick Grigor. I do think he's going to come through based on what I've seen out of Marin Cilic recently. But again, you never know. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm totally with you. Well, hey, let's do this. Let's play this out, right? So let's talk about who's getting through, who, who's winning and, and coming out on top of this quarter. Because for me, I would love to say Dominic team, but I, I think I'm leaning against, against it. I, I, you know, when I wrote down my notes, I said, probably not team. Cause look at all these other names, Kyrgios, Dimitrov, Shapovalov, FAA, Schwartzman, Karina Busta. I mean, there are so many different guys who could make this deep run and make this a nightmare for Dominic team. I just, I, look, it could happen, but for some, I'm not feeling it. I don't see it. Yeah, I, I actually agree with you, Jamie. I am picking Denis Shapovalov to come out of this quarter. I am. I think that's a tough first round, but I do believe he's going to beat Yannick Sinner. You know, regardless if that match is a four-setter, five-setter, straight sets, whatever it is, I think that win right there in the first round is just going to spark Denis Shapovalov. And this guy, man, I just – on hard courts, I love, love watching him play. His serve is so wicked, that lefty serve and the power and just his entire game. I think on these fast courts in Australia, it's really going to be suited to his type of a game. So 
I think he's going to get through that first round with Yannick Sinner and ride that all the way and actually make it through this quarter. I will pick Denis Shapovalov over Dominic Team here. I like it. How mad are you going to be if Shapovalov beats Sinner and then loses to Tomich in the second round? <laughs> I will be extremely frustrated if that happens. I really hope that does not happen. I will be upset. Yeah, well, I don't see it as likely, but had to throw it in there as a possibility. Now, let's move on to the next section. So we've covered team and Djokovic. Let's move on to Neil Medvedev. This is his quarter, his section of the draw. And, you know, it's an interesting one. I, I don't think it's as fun or entertaining uh, as the team quarter for me, but um, there's still some interesting dynamics here, right? You still have Medvedev and Rublev occupying the top spots of this section. And, um, you know, we'll get to sort of how we think it'll play out, but they potentially could meet to move on. And I, I don't know, there, there's some interesting stuff going on in here. And there's some people lurking in this draw who could be, you know, pretty major players and make some deep runs. So, you know, with that being said, let's talk about the seeds on upset, you know, who do you see as a potential seed who could be on upset alert here? Yeah, again, I think this is a pretty straightforward quarter, right? We talked about Novak's quarter, that top quarter. That one's pretty straightforward. This one similar, at least in terms of the seeds. The one match that I do think is definitely upset alert, how about Jordan Thompson over Casper Ruud in the mm -hmm. first round? Thompson, man, playing at home in Australia. He's going to have the fans on his side. Always plays well down there. And again, he's just such a grind. Casper Ruud, we know he likes to play on clay courts. You know, this fast surface is not, that's not how he wants to play. So for me, that's, that's one seed in the first round that I think is on upset alert. Other than that, at least for me, I think it's going to be pretty straightforward. The one other one I'll mention here, um, Lorenzo Sinego, and again, I don't know how much of an, uh, really an upset this is, right? But I guess technically, if we're going by the seeds, number 31 seed Lorenzo Sinego draws Sam Query in the first round. That's really a match that I, I kind of expect Sam Query to win. I just think he's the better player. This surface is more suitable for Sam Query's game. So – I mean, I guess technically we have to call that upset alert, right? Because Sinego is the seed, but, you know, I, I don't know. I, I will expect Sam to get through that. Yeah. No, I'm with you on both of those. I And look – the other, this is a big factor, you know, sometimes we have to wait to see how the players are talking about how the courts are playing the surface, you know, how does it feel this year? Because sometimes, um, you know, players will say, hey, it's playing pretty fast this year, it depends on what court you're on. Um, so that's an interesting dynamic, especially when it comes into a match uh, like a Casper Root and Thompson, like you mentioned. And, and that one to me is another one that you can circle as this is a potential five set marathon, because both yeah. of those guys can grind, they're in great shape. Um, and, and yeah, that that is one that I had on my list as well. Another one for me, and again, this is sort of uh, akin to the Benoit pair one, not for the same reason, but I circled Gofen just because he's the 13 seed and he has not looked that good in recent months. Um, and, you know, we haven't seen the most of him. We haven't seen the most of a lot of these players, but he just has not looked that good for me. Round one, he's going up against Alexi Poprin, an Australian who could have some fire in the crowd behind him. You know, I, I don't see it as a huge possibility, but it could happen because Gofen just has not been that sharp. He got, he got beat routinely by what was it Alcaraz the other night um and, and so he just has not looked that good so I circled him I also circled Batista Agut just because he has a potential matchup with uh Jan Lennart Struff in round two and and Struff has looked really good and and you know if that guy's in a, in a strong serving rhythm he can beat anybody in the world so I, I think those are my other two that I would mention for for potential upsets yeah, that's those are good calls. I like that as well, Jamie, especially with GoFan, because Popperin does possess some major firepower. He could he could really just kind of take the racket out of GoFan's hand, uh, potentially. So that's the call there. 
the reason why I didn't mention RBA Bautista good is because the last time we did one of these podcasts, I can't remember <laughs> if it was you Gruskin, whoever I was talking to, but I picked against RBA. I think it was for the U S open or the French open last year. Big mistake on my part. <laughs> I, you can't pick against RBA. I know that matchup was Struff is, is super, you know, it's close, right? I mean, Struff has been playing so good but RBA, man, I mean, just the consummate professional. I'm going to do him a favor this time. I'm not going to pick against him again. So I'll take RBA in that match. But you're right. It could be upset alert. I think that's fair. Uh, I, I respect your respect of him. That's that's yep. very fair. He's earned that from you. The only one I would maybe throw in here additionally is as a Chorich against Paya, uh, which could come in within the first two rounds. But, you know, again, some of these don't even really feel like upsets when you're talking about them, especially if it's a player you haven't really seen that much of recently. It's like, if I saw that happen, would that be a crazy upset to me? No, but by the seeding, yes, it technically would be. Um, so let's get into this. Who are your favorite sort of, or what are your favorite first round matches? You know, some of them may again, cross over with the upsets we just talked about, but give me sort of the matches that you're definitely going to be watching out of the Medvedev quarter. Well, here's one other one that we haven't even talked about yet, but how about Daniil Medvedev, right? Yep. He matches up first round with Vasek Pospisil. Mm-hmm. Now, Pospisil's a guy, again, I'm not calling upset alert here. I do think Medvedev's going to get through. However, Pospisil has the kind of game, if these courts are playing super fast, we know he's going to mix in some serve and volley. He's going to try to get to the net as much as possible. He's not going to rally from the baseline with Medvedev. That's not going to happen. So he has the type of game that I think can kind of cause problems for Medvedev. But overall, at the end of it, I just, I hope we get a good match. I mean, that's what I'm looking for here. I think it has the potential, but at the end of the day, Medvedev's too solid. He's going to win this match just because he's going to hit enough passing shots. If they get into those lengthy baseline rallies, he's a major favorite in those exchanges. Um, But that's one of the matches that we haven't even talked about yet in this quarter that I starred uh, because I'll be watching that one for sure. I think it has the potential to be a very entertaining match just because of that clash of styles. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Aggressive from Pospisil, serve and volley, get into the net. And then obviously, you know, the baseline guy in Medvedev. Yeah. Oh, I'm absolutely with you on this one. And this was just out of respect for Medvedev that, again, I didn't put him on the potential upset list because, yeah, you know, is it very possible that Pospisil grabs a set in this match? 100%. I I think that's absolutely possible. Um, Do I think he has the wheels to take this in a best of five over Daniil Medvedev? No, especially with what I saw out of Daniil Medvedev taking out Zverev the other day in ATP Cup. Um, He looks really good and he looks comfortable down there. So I'm still sticking with Daniil Medvedev here and let's get into this. Now, not only do I think he's going to get through that blockbuster first round match, I think he's going to come out of this quarter. I have him taking out Rublev in in sort of that all Russian battle to move on out of the quarter. What about you? So I'm going to, I'm going to reverse it on you, Jamie. I'm going to take Andre Rublev in that matchup over Medvedev. I think they're going to make it there. We do get that all Russian battle. You're right. This time around, normally knowing me, I would usually go with Medvedev. However, I believe the courts are going to be playing fast. Rublev, man, God, every time I watch this guy, I mean, he just seems like he's getting better and better, right? His game just seems to keep elevating. I think this could be his time. I think if he matches up with Medvedev, I'm going to take Andre Rublev in, you know, an epic five-set match um, in the quarters. So give me Rublev over Medvedev. But I like your pick as well. It could easily go the other way. Yeah. 
No, hey, I, I can respect that. I think, you know, we're both in agreement that these two are going to be vying for that last spot. So um, totally with you on that one. Let's move on to our final quarter, the bottom of the draw. This is the Rafael Nadal quarter. Um, you know, I, let's just go ahead and dive right into it. I won't preface it with anything. Seeds on upset alert here. Um, you know, for me, I have a few. I, I, would, I would have to start with Matteo Berrettini. Now, Given his form at the ATP Cup, um, you know, a, a lot of my sort of concerns and worries that I had moving into this season are gone. He has looked very, very sharp. Uh, but out of respect for his first round opponent in Kevin Anderson, I feel like I have to add him to this list because Kevin Anderson, you know, especially on a hard court, it, if he's serving well, this guy can beat anybody. Yeah, no, that's that's a good call, Jamie. I had that one circled as well. I'm in agreement there, but you know Berrettini's my guy. There's oh, yeah. no way I'm picking against him here. No way. But it is definitely, it's one of those matches, like I was saying before, you know, you have to be on high alert. When you go out on the court against a guy like uh, like Kevin Anderson, it's almost like Grigor Dimitrov against Marin Cilic, right? You're talking about a guy that has the pedigree, and if he's playing his best tennis, he can take you out. So um, that's one to watch for sure. I'd say other seeds, I mean, there's quite a few of them. This is, a, again, a loaded quarter of the draw here, Jamie. I think Fabio Fognini could be on early upset alert. He has a match against Herbert, um, who could be tough. How about Demon? Yep. Alex Demonor against Tennis Sandgren. Sandgren has had quite a bit of success in Australia throughout the past several years of his career. I think that could maybe be upset alert. And again, you look at a, a, an all-British matchup. How about Dan Evans and Cam Norrie? Tricky first-round opponent there. I do like what I've seen out of Dan Evans. But man, I mean, Norrie, you know, he's got that ability to, to push you the distance. I think all of those players, Dan Evans, Alex Demonor, uh, Fabio Fognini, Matteo Berrettini, they all have to be on early upset alert in this quarter. Yeah, I agree with you. I had all of those matches circled as well. And, um, you know, we, we've seen many of those battles happen before. So I think that will be fun to watch. The other one I might mention is potentially a Hubie Hercatch uh, because he could be going up against Alcaraz if they both meet and then get together in round two. And Alcaraz has looked so strong. I mean, David Goffin wasn't at his best, but he kind of took the racket out of Goffin's hand the other night. And, and he's just looked super solid. So that's the potential for a youngster to maybe make a deep, deeper run in this draw if he's able to draw her catch and then uh, potentially win to get into the third round. But, um, you know, let's reiterate real quick, because I think this one's going to be almost the, it's, it, this is going to be total crossover here for the first round matches. We have to watch the Evans, Nori, Fognini, or Air Bear, Demenauer and Sandgren and Berrettini Anderson. If I had to pick one out of those to watch, it would be Demenauer Sandgren. What about you? Yeah, I, that's what I was just going to say as well. That one super high on my list. Let me give you one more match here, Jamie, that, nobody's really going to like casual tennis fans are going to never, it won't even be on TV. They would have to go deep into the streams to pull this one up. But you just mentioned the guy. How about Carlos Alcaraz, a qualifier against, I'm not even going to try this name. If you can do it, go ahead, Jamie. Bot Botich, Botique. I don't know. Anyway, this guy from the Netherlands, 20 year old kid coming up. I think that's going to be a super fun match between qualifiers that's one that I actually, I really want to watch that match. Again, nobody else is probably going to be watching this. They're going to be way down on court 30, probably the last court, whatever it is. Um, but that's another match that just popped out to me when I saw the draw. 
Yeah, hundred percent. Two youngsters going at it there. Alcaraz and I believe it's Van de Zanschrup. I don't know. I, there you uh, go. Apologies on the butchered pronunciation that I'll go ahead and assume there. But yeah, a really fun matchup. And again, like you mentioned, not going to be one that you know the casual person turned on the TV is going to look at. But you know, if I'm flipping Hardcore. through all of them and, and finding different streams and really searching for it, yeah, that's uh, that's definitely one to pick. So. I agree with you there. Let's go ahead and talk about how this quarter is going to shake out because to me, it comes down to one or two guys and we've, we haven't really talked about either of them because we don't see them on upset alert. Nadal or Stefano Tsitsipas and Tsitsipas has looked good in the ATP cup. We know that he can make deep runs, particularly on a hard court. I mean, is there any way it doesn't come down to these two players? You know, I'm leaning Sitsipas in this one. And again, you know me, Jamie. I'm the guy that always picks the big three. You know, I'm always going Novak, Rafa, Fed, all of these guys. But Rafa may, again, we don't really know what's up with his back. Um, You know, slight back issue potentially. I'm hoping that he's going to get that rested and and he's okay. Um, But from what I've seen, I am going to lean Sitsipas over Nadal in this quarter, I would almost never do that. It's unlike me, but I just, I think this could be his time again. And just, I haven't seen Rafa enough. I don't know if he's got a little bit of an issue because if he does, that's a problem. I just, I like what I've seen out of Stefano. So I'll take Sitsipas. That's commendable. I uh, I have to stay boring and go with Nadal. I can't go okay. against him at this point. Uh, I think any I mean, concern over the back injury at all? Any concern for you? I, I mean, yes. I feel like there's always concern with for a Rafa injury, and you know, I, I wish we could have really like seen him more in the ATP Cup to to sort of gauge where that's at. But obviously, he's trying to get things rested, um, and you know understandably right you know you rest up for the Australian Open and uh you know we've seen it all battle injuries through tournaments we've also seen him have to pull out with injuries during big tournaments so it's a big question mark for me but but I think if you know he's healthy or at least even reasonably healthy I I, I still feel strong picking Rafa in this one so looks like we have uh, diverged a little bit down especially on especially on the bottom half of this one but since we're done with each quarter let's go ahead and play this out so out of the bottom I believe you've got what Rublev taking on Sitsi Pass. Uh, yep. And in the top, you've got Djokovic taking on Shapovalov. Yep. Walk me through it. How, how does it play out from there? Yeah, at that point, again, I, I'm Novak over Shapovalov. I think, I think Dennis's run will end there. I just, I, I have no reason to pick against Novak. I, I can't do it. So I think Novak gets through that match, entertaining match. I think they maybe go four or five sets. Dennis is going to be good enough to, to sneak a set out there. Um, on the bottom half, that one's a lot tougher, right? Rublev, Sitsipas, man, that's a toss-up for me. <sighs> At that point in the tournament, I feel like if we do get there, I'm going to lean slightly for Stefano Sitsipas. I just think I think if he takes out Rafa Nadal in the quarters, he's going to be feeling it so much. Rublev does have the power to to really go right through him, and he can do that. But I'm going to say. Sitsipas, a little bit more of an all-around game, using that on the hard courts, getting into the net, mixing in some slice, more variety than Rublev. I think that gets him through. So my final would be Novak against Sitsipas. And I'll take Novak there. I am not going to pick against Novak down under in Melbourne. It just, he wins this tournament every single year, Jamie. You know this, I know this, we all know this. I'm not picking against him. I have no reason to, so I'll, I'll take Novak again. 
I'm going to pick against him just because of the reason you listed out. So for me, here's how it kind of plays out. I think Djokovic gets to the finals, uh, you know, no matter who he plays out of that section, if it's a, you know, if it's a Kyrgios who's made a really deep run and is feeling the crowd, maybe something wild happens, but I, I don't know if it'll look like that. Let's say it's team or Dimitrov or Shapovalov, someone like that. I think Djokovic moves on. Out of the bottom half, I've got Medvedev uh, taking on Nadal. I'll take Medvedev there. I'll take Medvedev to advance past Nadal. Um, sets up the Medvedev-Djokovic final. And I'm going to go all the way with Daniil Medvedev. I think, he can, I think he can win this. I was really impressed with how he battled against Zverev the other night. And Zverev, who had looked very, very good for Germany. Um, I, I like Medvedev in this. We've, sh- we've, we've seen how he can fight, especially on the hard court, how he can make things miserable. I really like the way his game matches up against uh, Novak Djokovic because he can play the defense. He can play the offense. He, you know, he can get Djokovic out of the classic Novak rhythm. Now, look, if Djokovic is playing at his top, then nobody can beat him. That's just what we've seen in the men's game over the last 10 years. Uh, but I think Medvedev has the wheels to do this. So I'm going to pick Medvedev over Djokovic to win the Australian Open title. Wow. That, I mean, that's bold, man. I mean, to pick against Novak – at the Australian Open, I'm just I – I can't do it. It's like Rafa at the French, right? I mean, I'm not picking against him. Um, but Medvedev's certainly capable. I love Daniil Medvedev. You know that. I mean, this is a guy that has the ability to go all the way. So, I mean, would it shock me? It's gonna. We're going to get to a point where he does win Grand Slams. I mean, he's just – he's that good. I'm just – I'm not going to say that it's going to be this time around, this year here. Um, I like your call. We'll see how it plays out. Yeah, we'll see how it plays out, man. Gruskin is going to be so annoyed when he hears this and is, doesn't get to be on live reacting to this because he, for years, has given me trouble about only picking the big three, and, and now I'm the one breaking away and um, picking against Djokovic. So, look, I think someone has to do it, and at a certain point, right? It's not going to be the big three. Is it right now? Is that, is right now that point? Still probably not. Djokovic is still just that good, but hey, Medvedev has the wheels to do it. And, and I think if he's got some momentum moving through this draw, uh, he can be the guy to, to take out the one seed in Novak. So that's where things stand. Um, any final thoughts on this draw overall? I mean, I think it's going to be a really fun tournament, you know, especially that team quarter is going to have some phenomenal drama, I believe, you know, how can it not with names like Kyrgios, Shapovalov, Benoit Pair? Uh, but, but do you have any final thoughts before we wrap? Yeah, I mean, though, the two quarters, the, the Dominic team quarter, I think there's going to be some fireworks there. We're going to get some some wacky results. And then again, I, I think the bottom quarter, Rafa's quarter, man, with all of these guys, Kevin Anderson, Berrettini, Sitsipas, Fognini, Herbert, Tennis Sandgren, Demon, Rafa, Dan Evans. I mean, there's so many guys. I think this one could be a little wacky as well. So those are really going to be the two quarters that I'm focused on as we go through this tournament. Um, just because I think Novak's quarter and Medvedev's quarter are going to play out a little bit more straightforward. And of course, as I say that, it's probably going to be flipped and be the other way around. But um, no, fantastic draw. I'm just excited that we get to watch some, you know, some tennis here. And the thing with the Aussie, man, every year this happens, but my sleep schedule, Jamie, you know how much I like to be in bed on time. Um, The problem is that now we've got these matches. I'm going to be staying up 3 a.m., whatever it is. So that always screws with my sleep schedule a little bit. But it's usually well worth it uh, because we get some fantastic matches. So I'll have to live with it like always. 
Yeah, you're going to really have to get in and, and lean into the Alex Gruskin sleep schedule, uh, yep. staying up till 5 a.m. with no regard for what it does for the rest of his sleep <laughs> or right. you know how it messes up his week. So now it's going to be a ton of fun and I am looking forward to it. Absolutely. So, uh, Maddie, thank you for hopping on. It's always a pleasure. Um, real quick before we go, have to thank our super producer, Daniel Westoff. Again, he is with Gruskin right now, um, you know, covering the action Stillwater. So if you haven't popped over there yet, absolutely do so. It's a lot of fun on the live stream. And you know, Alex Gruskin, you know, anytime he's getting to talk about live tennis right in front of him, he's a happy camper. So it's a fun one over there. Check it out if you haven't. Again, thank you to our sponsors at Midwest Sports who make this podcast possible. Really looking forward to this year's Australian Open. It is going to be a ton of fun and a great way to kick off 2021. Maddie, what do we tell our listeners? That's a break. And we'll catch you all next time. Thank you. Thank you.